Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast where we highlight some of the best and brightest in the real estate industry, along with a weekly segment called Industry Headlines. We are a proud member of the Industry Syndicate, family of real estate podcasts, and we are so glad that you are listening and tuning in today, and we hope you enjoy our show. All right, guys, we're back on the Kevin and Fred Show, and today joined by uh, our friend and founder of Train You, Mr. Chris Ronzio. Chris, how's it going, man? Awesome. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing good. So uh, I'm excited to have this conversation recorded finally, because number one, most of the times I've, when, when you and I have actually spoke, it's been a little more social. Uh, it's in, been in business context as well a few times, but never where I could just pepper you and put you on the hot seat and, <laughs> and ask you questions about your business. So I'm pretty excited to do that today. Let's do it. Yeah, man. So Chris, let's do this for the four people maybe that don't know you. Um, but I know a lot of our audience do, does know you and, and is, is probably even a customer. Tell us, uh, tell us what Trainual is and uh, we'll kind of we'll bounce around from there. Yes, yeah, so a Trainual is short for training manual, but it's really a employee business playbook software. It's how you teach your team who you are, what your company's all about, the policies and processes they, they need to know, and then just keep them up to speed on your best practices. That's awesome. So, and it's, it's automated. So, I mean, it's, it's for, for, I've been a customer for, I don't know how many years now since you just did the last relaunch. Um, and we love it, like very happy customer as well. But I remember being a customer of yours years ago too, as well from a uh, consulting firm for from a con consulting perspective and talking about training and talking about onboarding. And for us, it was like the first time we really realized we had that problem. Yeah. Um, and I remember spending that spending that time with you and kind of learning. You know, it was mostly you asking us questions, but we learned so much kind of going through that process. So I could only imagine what you've got into this company. So let's. Um, I would love to ask, let's start here. How did you, like, what brought you to train you? Like, where, how did you even come up with this idea to, to start developing a company like this? All right. So we got to go way back. My first business that I started when I was 14 was a video production company. And so what we did was live sporting event videos. It started at my high school. I grew it through college. Then I set up a few offices. And so we had camera operators going out to events all around the United States. And when I couldn't be at all the events, I had to figure out how to train people online before they got there so that when they showed up, they would look and feel like they were part of my company. And then they just wouldn't mess things up because, you know, we would get these big contracts and we'd send out crews to all these cities and we'd have a dozen events going on the same day. And if it just didn't go off perfect, then the event, you know, the coordinators would cancel our deal. And so online training systems, processes, SOPs, it was all super important for me. So as I grew that business, that was what I became passionate about was, you know, what does a camera operator do? What does a production manager do? What does a sales rep do? And really defining those roles and the training to get those people up and running. And so then as I started making other friends in business, I saw that's kind of like unique. A lot of small businesses don't invest that much time and energy into doing those things. And so by contrast, other people's businesses seem so messy. And so I had friends that were like, Hey, can you help come organize my company? And I just got, I, I started getting so excited about that. So 2013, I sold my video company and I started consulting. It was just me at first. And I was going business to business, interviewing their people. And that's when we got introduced was somewhere in that, you know, that time that I was just doing consulting. Yeah. And I don't know if that was 
if Nico made the connection or if it was somebody else, one of Ross's friends. Uh, what, I mean, with the cool thing that, that we discovered in kind of getting to know each other was we had a lot of mutual friends, people you probably knew from networking, you know, business networking uh, groups as, as we did, or just some kind of, you know, some people, I know you, you're friends with, uh, or you knew Matt Blanton as well, someone I grew up with. Yeah. And so, so, you know, it's such a small world. Um, but, you know, to this day, we still talk, we still talk to other real estate agents about, you know, as you're going to grow your business and scale your business, this is something you got to have, like, it can't be on an Excel spreadsheet. It yeah. can't be on a piece of paper. Um, you've got to actually have this systematized. So I love that you took this on. It's something I want to go back to though, dude, did you say you started that video business at the age of 14? Yeah. Yeah. I was a freshman in high school. What, what, what prompted that? Like, are your parents entrepreneurs? No, my, my dad was, um, like in the corporate world. And so I knew I wanted to be in business, but then he was traveling like five days out of the week and, um, you know, was trying to climb the corporate ladder and I did not want that. And so, uh, to me, you know, entrepreneurship, it was like the only way I could be in business as a kid because I couldn't legally work anywhere. And so I was just always, you know, hustling around the neighborhood car washes. I had like 15 business cards. I would like clean people's houses. I would power wash their decks, like anything I could do for money. And so when I joined uh, my, my high school, there was this career day. And I remember there was a booth with uh, like a bunch of camera equipment. And at the time I thought I would be so cool to do like sports video. I want to be like Ahmad Rashad, you know, like an NBA yeah. broadcaster kind of guy. And so I signed up for the, uh, the, the school video thing. And what I got was trained in the cameras. I got to take the camera home. And then all of a sudden the school started asking me to film stuff around the, around the, uh, the, the campus or whatever. And they said that they would pay me uh, to, to do it. And so I, I made the connection that, okay, I can make money with video. And like, that's how the business started. That's awesome. So when you, so let's fast forward back now to Trainual. So you launched Trainual starting off as a consulting. What, at what point do you turn this into a software? And yeah. what's kind of, give us the kind of thought process behind the, like the business model, if you will, or the product that you, that you guys are now. Yeah, sure. So 2013 is when I started consulting. I did it for a couple of years and I had sort of productized this package where I'd come into a business uh, and I would organize chaos. That's what the name of the, the consulting company was. So I would come in, I would do all these interviews, I'd map out people's roles and responsibilities and their workflows. And then I would recommend tools that would help speed up their workflow. And a lot of times the byproduct of the project was me handing over standard operating procedures or me handing over some kind of training on like, here's how you do what you do. Here's who does what. So as I was doing that over and over, I thought, I wish there was a simple tool that just did this, you know, for my business, when we were doing training, it was like YouTube videos stuck into Google sites with, you know, like email based quizzes that we would send out. And I just wished it was like all in one. So the original version of Trainual came in um, very early 2015. I had met these students at ASU, Arizona State University, and they were doing this student project as like an onboarding tool for big HR, you know, uh, like mid-market kind of companies, enterprise companies. That was something I'd never used as a small business owner, but I could see the connection of like, okay, there's a process to bringing new people into your business. You want to train them some stuff on some stuff. And so I ended up buying the code to this student project, hiring some contract developers and patching together the first version of Trainual. And so wow. I launched that in 2015. And it was a, it was just for my consulting clients. So never intended to be a software business. It was just like, I'm doing this service, this consulting service. If I have a software 
that's my own, it's going to add some IP to my business. It's going to differentiate me. And then beyond just uh, a one-off project with somebody, I could potentially have some recurring revenue where, you know, I deliver everything through my platform and then they pay $99 a month or something. And so that was the game plan with Trainual. It was not to be a software business. It was to, you know, have some IP for my consulting. Where was the, where was the turning point for becoming a, like going and say, you know what, there's something here with the software. So what's hilarious is like when we worked together and I came into your business, I recommended not using Trainual. I don't know if oh, you remember re that. Oh, dude, I remember it distinctly. I remember yeah. it, but, and I, but I also remember, and this is the thing I respect about you and will tell people about you when I'm recommending Trainual, because I can do so as a user, as somebody who, who knows you personally, and as somebody who thinks highly of you, because you said, I want to recommend Trainual and I can't right now. It's not, you said something effective. It's just not what you guys need. Yeah. but it's going to be, and I'll call you back when it is. I remember that. And we went off and we, we ended up becoming a customer of one of the, one of the top two that you had recommended. And uh, by the way, they were, they were great. And you were right though. I mean, Trainual came back even better and, and significantly better price, but dude, I, yeah. I specifically remember that, but I just, I figured there's, what was it though, that when you went, cause I, we weren't that big of a client. So, I mean, and no. you don't charge a lot of money for the value that you guys give. What was the thing where you're like, man, this is really, there's more to the software thing. Yeah. So what started happening was first over a couple of years, I had put in a few dozen customers into Trainual that were a good fit, simple businesses, just basic onboarding and training. And so it had built up like a couple thousand, a few thousand a month of recurring revenue. And so that was something first, my wife was like, Hey, you should really pay attention to this thing. You know, it was covering our rent and car payments. And she's like, well, why not get more of that? You should do more of that. <laughs> The other piece was as my consulting business was growing, I, I was finding consultants in other cities that I wanted to teach my model, my consulting model. And so I brought on a consultant on Austin, Texas. I brought on a consultant in uh, like the late Lake Tahoe, Reno, Nevada area. And to train them on how I did consulting, I used Trainual. And so I'm like running people through this tool and people are starting to use it. People are starting to refer it. And then it just kind of clicked to me. And it was like, you know, I'm working with maybe 10 businesses a month, let's say on the consulting side, and I'm bound by my time. I can only do so much and I can only impact those businesses. But what if, what if I could give away all my consulting? And that was what my marketing was, was teaching people how to scale their business and how to organize their systems. And then we would monetize it through this software product that could have an infinite number of customers. So that was like the, the switch. And I thought, let's just try this. And so it was January of 2018 that we took three years of feedback with the product from my customers and spent a couple months just rebuilding the tool 100% from scratch, launched in January of 2018 as a software business, new entity. And I had a small team, team of five at that time. And we thought, let's just give this a go. We can always go back to consulting if it doesn't work. But fortunately, it uh, over the next few months, it, it started working. Yeah, turned out to be a pretty good move. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember distinctly because we're like this, the system that you recommended for us was good. It was expensive, but it was, it, it felt worth it at the time. Um, and I remember you, when you said, like, Hey, I think we're ready to go. This is, you know, we, we've, we've redone it. And so we all looked at it. We all meaning myself, uh, my business partner, Fred and Ross, who's worked very closely with us on our operations since, you know, 2015. And we, we all looked at it. We're like, yeah, like, first of all, the price is significantly better. But I think the function of this is even better too than what we were using. 
Yeah. And that's like, and that was one thing I love is like you, you delivered a super quality product and it's been fun. I didn't know, I didn't know all of that background story there. So it's kind of cool to see, give me an idea now, since from 2018 to you and I recording this the first week in October of 2021, like how many, what's your customer base like now from like number standpoint, user standpoint, whatever the metric is that you look at, I'm, I'm curious where that's grown to today. Yeah, so we're coming up on 10,000 companies in the platform in 183 countries. So I mean, it's it's become a, a worldwide thing in, in the last three and a half years, which is pretty crazy. Wow. Did you ever anticipate that from the beginning? <laughs> Not at the beginning. No, no. At the beginning, success for us, like I said, was, you know, I had this team of five and we thought, oh, how cool would it be if we had enough customers that just covered all of our salaries and then we could go back to consulting and, and it would just be fun. <laughs> you know, like that was, that was the plan. Trading like, our time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's just, let's just, you know, make enough money with the, the software business to, to pay rent, to cover our overhead. Because the other thing we had started doing was, um, you know, you, you know, Russ Perry with design pickle, right? Um, yeah. So that was one of those examples where um, instead of charging for consulting, I, t I traded time for like equity in an early stage business and said, let me set up the operations or the system of your business. Design Pickle had really started to grow and that was paying off. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. Let's do that over and over and over again. And so my thought process was if Trainual could cover our overhead, then I can just cherry pick opportunities with my like ninja squad of execute executors, you know, and, and build a bunch of businesses. But then when we turn the team inside to just building Trainual, we were getting such bigger growth and ROI that, you know, it was like, wh why would we look anywhere else? Was there, um, was there a turning point? I mean, dude, that's a lot of like, that's mind blowing to me. I, I know like, again, I follow along on social media and we'll run into you at a basketball game from time to time. Like I know I'm, I'm aware of like, you guys have raised quite a bit of money recently. Again, like I'm aware that you're having success, but that those numbers are astonishing to me as somebody who actually pays attention to what you're doing. Um, was there some sort of jumping off point? Was there a conversation, a referral, a particular moment in time that seem to like really, really kind of catapult you in, in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, so it, it was about six months into the business and, you know, my, my marketing and whole sales strategy with my consulting business and even my video company was very referral based. It was very like small network one by one by one growing this thing organically. And what I realized with, with SaaS was, you know, when you go from charging 10 or $20,000 for a, a service package to charging 49 bucks a month or 99 bucks a month, like you need to get a lot of customers to just kind of make up that bucket that's empty. And it was a lot harder to sell software. And so, you know, I was the first few months I was doing these demos where I would get people on the phone and I would do a half hour presentation and it's like a $49 commitment, you know, on your credit card that you can cancel anytime. And I was getting people saying like, oh, you know, let me go back and talk to my executive team and like, let's meet again next week. And, and I was thinking, this is crazy. Like how, how hard is it to sell this kind of product? So I realized we had to build this inbound funnel where we were telling a story in the market on Facebook, on Instagram and LinkedIn, on YouTube and getting people that were ready to buy to just come to our site and sign up with a credit card. And so the like the big change was when we figured out how to message it correctly. And we were started putting out these video ads that would get people to the website and get them to buy into the trial for, you know, like what would pay pay back 
their acquisition costs in just a couple months. And that, that was the lever that we were like, okay, once we figure that out, we can go from spending a couple thousand dollars a month to 10,000 to 50,000, a hundred thousand on Facebook ads. And just, it's just a volume game at that point. So that, that was the huge thing. Wow. That's huge. Who, um, I got to imagine, you know, I know you're very active in the entrepreneurial, um, world or culture, if you will, are there any particular, it could be a group or specific people that you would say from like a mentorship standpoint or support standpoint that just really stick out to you as like ways of, you know, people, maybe relationships that you just got a lot of, lot of value from. Oh yeah. I mean, for, for me, it like they all compounded on top of each other. I was part of EO entrepreneurs organization for a long time. And before I qualified for EO, they had this accelerator program that I was in. Um, I was part of this group SAS Academy um, for any software businesses run by this guy, Dan Martell, who's built a bunch of companies and he's an angel investor. Um, I did this warrior program out in California that, you know, in a big way taught about marketing and, and um, how to build a funnel. You know, a lot of Russell Brunson stuff was, was all about this. Uh, Gary V with like his, his, you know, brand and content kind of content that uh, stuff that he puts out. But for me, it was it was being in a lot of these groups and listening to podcasts every single day. Like um, Saster is a huge software podcast I listen to. Um, I love marketing. It's like a local podcast. You know, uh, Joe Polish. I love that one. Joe and Joe's office is like right past my shoulder. So yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I was using his office last week for something. I always love the marketing in there. Him and Dean totally. are geniuses. Yeah, Dean Jackson. And um, the like podcasts on even, even like selling businesses, John Warlow is, uh, wrote a book built to sell and he has this built to sell podcast. And so I was trying to like full cycle, listen to startup stories, business, raising money stories, selling company stories, and just understand like that whole entrepreneurial journey. And then you combine that with like my being inside so many businesses as a consultant, 150 clients that I had as a consultant where I was in their operations in the weeds and then my own story, I felt like I just had so many stories to tell. And so when I was able to go out to Instagram and Facebook and put out these ads, it was just telling authentic stories. It's not trying to sell people. It's like, hey, if you're going through this, I, I get it. That's what I went through. Here's the, the thing that thousands of businesses are using. Like, you should try it out. It's free to, to try it. <laughs> you know, like that, it became like a really light touch sales pitch because it's like, here's a ton of value, put out value. And then if you're interested, if you're like at that point in your business, try the product, it's free to start. I love that. Um, and at what, so if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, if I say anything incorrect. So one thing I remember though, when we first met, you had this little book, it was like this big, it was like of hacks. What, tell remind me of the title of this book, 100 Hacks, okay. Yes. So <laughs> hundred hacks to improve your business. Yeah. And I remember reading through that, like, this is, this is like the coolest little giveaway. Like I didn't say the word league mag magnet or tripwire or whatever, but in my mind, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, this is the coolest thing to do that ever. I love that because so many people want the, it's something that's, it's easy and tangible and I can take it away. Yes. So that was, was that your first book you've ever written? Yeah. So, and, and my own hack in writing that book was I used to send out these weekly newsletters that, you know, at first it was just to like my friends and then it built to a list of a few thousand people. Um, but every week it was like two to three sentences. That was the whole newsletter, super light touch. And it was like one sentence, like, Hey, if you had this problem pop up, 
Sentence number two, I just found this tool that solves that problem. Sentence number three, check it out. Here's the link. Like that was the whole email. And so because it was so light and you didn't have to read much every week, I was just getting people clicking these things and sharing. And so after uh, two years of sending this newsletter, I had now a hundred plus weeks of content. I was like, Hey, I should put this in a book. Like <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not now it could be something tangible. And so, uh, actually you mentioned Matt Blanton earlier. He just printed the book. Like we self-published it, like put it together, made this book. And it was just a lead magnet. It was something that people could download online, but it was also something I started scouring LinkedIn and finding people with businesses that you know, we're like the size of company I worked with and I would Google their address. And then I would have my assistant put a book and with a little letter and send it out to them. And that became my, my funnel for consulting was I send out 10 books. I get four coffee meetings. I book two consulting gigs and what cost me, you know, $200 in printing leads to $20,000 in, in sales and, and just rinse and repeat. That's brilliant. And now, um, so you've started, you've, you've, you're right. You've written a little bit longer of a book though, right? <laughs> yes. So now I have a real book. That's just a tiny bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. An actual book. So this one's on Amazon and everything. It's called the business playbook. This is one that uh, I wanted to write since the beginning of Trainual, but I didn't feel like it was appropriate to write it then. You know, the, the, these How philosophies come? and, and, you know, everything that went into building the product is, what we've kind of field tested through thousands and thousands of companies over the last few years. And so now that Trainual has grown to where it is, it just was time to formalize this and say, okay, you want one of these for your company. Here's how to do it. Here's the, like, the, the DIY guide to building out your playbook. And so uh, it goes through like what you should put in the playbook, how to build it out, how to roll it out to your team, who's going to help you create it, how to keep it relevant. And it's just start to finish everything you need to know about a business playbook. So I'm probably um, totally oversimplifying it or reducing it because that's kind of how my mind works. But would it be safe to say this would be kind of an updated, modernized version of something like the E-Myth? And I don't mean that disparaging because I know Michael has been uh, important to you. But I mean that actually, like to me, that's more of a compliment than anything else. Is that, is, would that be somewhat in the right direction of the, what this book's going to be like? It's kind of a derivative from that. So Michael oh. E. Gerber, who wrote the E-Myth, actually wrote the forward to my book. And we, like you mentioned, we've had a relationship over the last few years. And so if anyone listening has read his book, the E-Myth or the entrepreneurial myth is about the idea that because you're good at something, you can build a business doing that thing. That's the myth. And what he kind of tears apart is that, no, that's, that's why you get stuck in your business because you're the technician that just does the thing. And if you ever want to scale, you got to pull yourself out of that. So a couple times in the book, he mentions how you should think of your company as a franchise and build like the franchise prototype and how to do that. You need an operations manual, which is a way to describe who does what in the business, but he touches on it for like a couple paragraphs in a huge book. And so my idea was, I want to make a full book out of those couple paragraphs because everybody that reads that book says, yeah, I want to do that, but how? How do I actually make it happen? That's what the business playbook is. That's awesome, man. I love what a great idea. So in where, where do people get that? I think you mentioned Amazon. Where else can be, is there another place people can find the book? Yeah. I mean, anywhere books are sold, all the major retailers. So uh, just check it out, search business playbook, Chris Ronzio. Um, but yeah, Amazon and Target and, and uh, yeah, wherever Kindle, hardcover, softcover, it's all there. Cool. We'll, and we'll link to that here in the show notes as well, too, and make sure everyone is able to, uh, to, to access that easily. Um, 
What was that experience like writing that book, man? Oh, it's, you know, one of our taglines at Trainual is get your business out of your brain. It was something I said a ton at the beginning and we trademarked it. And as I was writing this, this book, that's what I kept thinking about. It was like, you know, this, this thing is stuck in my brain and I, and it's so hard to extract everything, you know? So it was like a, uh, like a, uh, almost like a painful <laughs> process to pull it all out. But that makes me so proud of like, you know, now it exists it's this thing that's out in the world that hopefully is going to help a ton of companies, but uh, I'm glad I did it. Probably a little cathartic uh, and definitely a lot painful. You know, <laughs> I asked that question because I've got a lot of friends who've written books recently in the last couple of years. And I don't, nobody's like, oh, yo, you was a breeze. Like very, very few, uh, very few people I know. And they wouldn't be close friends or, you know, uh, some people I know that are just like naturally gifted writers. I, um, Benjamin Hardy, who I've met quite a, a number of times through, through Joe actually. And, uh, you know, it seems like that guy's pushing out a book, new book every other month, but yeah. for most of us who are, where writing isn't the profession, it just seems so tedious. I, I got to imagine you learned a lot about yourself in that process. Yeah. What's, I mean, what's crazy is like, I've, I always loved writing. I had my newsletter. I had a, uh, a column with ink. Uh, I had, I, you know, I've written for other, other publications, but every time I'm writing for one of those websites or news sites or whatever, they have very confined, you know, like character limits. They say, write 600 characters or 800 characters yeah. and everything in the book is about condensing the idea down to the smallest amount of text, you know, that you, that you can write. And even my newsletter, three sentences. And so writing a book, it was like flipping that upside down and saying, you know, that like bullet point, stretch that out to be a chapter. And, and so it required a lot of digging to go back and find stories and examples and really explain it because I tend to just want to communicate quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, as, as evidenced by the first book, right? So, yeah. so short and one line, that, which I, which I totally love. So let me ask you this. So book launch is going on now. What, I mean, you guys just had a really big event last week. Uh, I guess two weeks ago, by the time this is probably airing, um, where I mean, Gary Vee was a speaker, Shaq was a speaker, he had a bunch of other founders uh, and people that own and run high level businesses like yourself. What are you like, what's going on at Trainual now? Like, what are you excited about for as we approach the end of 2021 and rolling into 2022? What was so cool is that, um, you know, a year ago when I started writing this book, I kind of started with a blank slate and I said, how would I tell someone to outline their, their company if they were starting from scratch? And so when I was organizing the book, I was kind of criticizing our product at the same time. And so over the last year behind the scenes, I was like, ah, you know, we should do it this way in the product. We should change the navigation menu. We should rename this. We should cut this because it doesn't make sense. And so the product evolved a lot behind the scenes over the last year. And so this week in launching the book, last week was the event and we unveiled a ton of new functionality in the product. And so now they match hundred percent, you know, now it's like everything I said in the book is reflected in the product. And so what I'm so excited about with Trainual is that people can read the book, understand it. And then if they want to just use Word docs and whatever to do it, they can make it happen. But if they go to our website, they'll say, oh, wow, that makes total sense. Let me just plug this, plug this in and start here. So we think it's going to be a, a real differentiator because our product is not like a learning management training red tape bureaucracy kind of product. It's like, here's how you organize your business and show other people how it works. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's built for real businesses. And, and that's what I'm so excited about. 
So well, I'm going to ask this question as we start to wind down, because I think it's natural um, that, first of all, in real estate, almost every agent thinks they're different or their market is different. Their business is different, yada, yada, yada. But I, so I know that's coming up on, on some level for, for a lot of our listeners right now around, yeah. yeah, but you know, my business is so much different. Can you just speak to like the real estate agent, if you will? Cause I know you, you've actually got quite a bit of experience hands-on with, with real estate businesses um, that, that are maybe having that kind of similar thought right now, whether it's about the book or the product itself and, and why it maybe is for them. Like why their business is different and how they no, can explain it. Why it's, I would say why it's not that different. Cause we all like in real estate, we all have this thing where we like to think our market is different. Our business oh, is yeah, different yeah. when, when in reality it can all get out of our head, right? We can put it into a system uh, at least, you know, a very good portion of it. Is there, you know, I'm, I gotta imagine you run across that kind of roadblock or, or um, objection from other business industries, but I'd, I'd just speaking directly specifically to the real estate agent, what, what comes to mind for you? Yeah. So, so let me explain the, the way that I define a business playbook is it's the profile of your company, like who you are, it's your people and who, who does what and who's who in the company. It's your policies, which is like your handbook and it's your processes. And so if we flip that upside down, every real estate agent has almost the same processes. Like maybe you use different tools or maybe you're like more sophisticated than someone else. But basically, like, here's how you fill out a purchase and sale. And here's how you, you know, do, do these types of things. And so in, in a large way, everyone's the same. Everyone's doing the same kind of stuff. And that's why you have portability between brokerages and whatever. But then as you start to move up the pyramid, you know, your policies or your, like, rules of the workplace, your cultural norms, like not every brokerage is like, hey, we're flip-flops, you know, that's different. And then as you go at another ladder up, it's like our people make us different because we've got unique stories and backgrounds and not every set of coworkers is the same in a company. And then you go up to the top and it's like the profile of the business, you know, not every company has the same core values. Not every company has the same story of why it got started. Not everyone has the same filters of how they make decisions or, or, you know, guiding principles. And, and so the majority of what businesses do might be the same, but what makes you different is your people, is your rules, is your stories, is your values. And all that is within your playbook. And so, you know, a big part of, getting this written down and communicated to your people, it's not to just teach you the same stuff that everyone does everywhere. It's to teach you like how to be a part of this team and what this business is all about. That's awesome, man. I, I love that. And so guys, I cannot recommend it enough. Again, as a super happy customer um, of Trainual and somebody who who knows Chris and has read other works, I'm personally excited to, to get my hands on the book and and read a copy very soon. And, and I would just implore everyone else listening to do the same, even if you're a one, one person show right now, like that's where it starts. Chris started as one person uh, and it can go so much further beyond that. Well, thank you, everybody. Go get a copy. It's like you said, if you want to learn to delegate, learn to pass off responsibilities so you can take on the next big thing, this is the recipe for how you do it. Absolutely. And guys, we'll, we'll link to his uh, Instagram and whatnot in the show notes. Cause he do, there actually is a ton of good information there. Um, he's, you know, a little, little personal stuff, but a whole lot of business, I think, value and content that uh, I'd recommend. And so, Chris, first of all, congrats on the launch. Congrats on all the success. I mean, mind-blowing numbers, really. And uh, thanks for taking the time out to be with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. All right, bud. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at eXp Realty. Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined eXp Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Register at intro to eXprealty.com.